This is an ABC podcast. Hey, Carl here. Just a note to our Indigenous Short and Curly listeners. Today's episode may contain audio recordings of people who have died. Funky hibiscus 40s, Carl. Thanks, Molly. And what a nice crocodile skin one piece. Thank you. Okay, sunscreen. Check. Floaties. Check. One, two, three. Cannonball! Swimmers are reminded that all children under the age of 10 must be with an adult. (sighs) Nothing like a good soak at your local pool on a hot day to wash your worries away. Hey, Molly, it's fun for the whole family. It truly is one of life's greatest pleasures and the perfect break from slogging away in that stifling recording studio filled with your midsummer sweat stank. (laughs) It is indeed. But can we get our work done in time if we spend all day at the pool? Of course, Carl. We're going to make an episode right here at the pool. There's no way we're going to be able to find any curly ethical issues while we're blissing out by this peaceful pool. Oh, Carl, you beautiful, naive ladybug. I know exactly what we're going to talk about today. Do you want a clue? (gasps) A guessing game. I love games. I know you do. Okay, today's episode is about what happens when you treat someone differently based on something about them. If anyone of a different skin colour was to try and get into the pool, they'd be, like, denied entry and they were really, like, excluded out of a lot of the things that went on. Uh, So we're going to think about discrimination at the public swimming pool. Discrimination at the pool, I hear you say? Well, here's the thing, my little paddling pumpkins. Many country towns in Australia used to stop Indigenous people swimming in the town pool, even though it was a public place. And one of those country towns was Moree, which is in western New South Wales. It's part of a big farming area, and it's home to the Kamilaroi Aboriginal people. They lived here long before the town of Moree even existed. Our Brains Trust today swim in that exact same pool in Moree, and they go to Moree Public School. The pool is, like, basically my second home because we're there all the time. You have the Olympic pool for if you want to train or do something like that with the blocks. We have like a hot pool for like older people. And um, we also have, which is pretty much everybody's favorite, we have a big slide. When you like want to like cool off after school, it's like the best place and it's really busy. You'll like almost always find a friend to play with at the pool. We were so unfair back then how Um, We had it just for ourselves and it wasn't only just at the pool. The people who had a different skin colour weren't allowed to just go out and have a milkshake with their friend at a local cafe. So I have a friend and um, she's Aboriginal and um, we both like hanging out together and we were playing at the pool together and I really didn't see what the difference was between myself and my friend and I, I didn't get it at all. Back then... If you had a certain colour skin, you'd, you'd sort of get all the better stuff. If you had darker skin, you'd have to, like, have a certain type of job and a certain type of house. And I don't, I don't understand why we ever chose to do things like that, because we're all people. 
it was a weird world we lived in back then and it seems so quite weird that it actually happened back then because when you go to the pool every day now you see kids from all different races and backgrounds just having fun and enjoying their time like you should be and like how it should have been back then as well. So today on Short and Curly, what does it mean to discriminate against someone? And is it ever okay to discriminate against groups of people? Hello, and today you're listening to Short. You're listening to Short and Curly. And Curly. Yay! Short and Curly! Short and Curly! Oh my golly gosh, check it out. There's like a whole obstacle course of water-related fun here. <gasps> How cool! It sure is. It's the perfect place for kids in summer. Whee! Hey, that's the kids' slide. You're meant to use the adult slide, that tall one up there. Uh, n- no way, Molly. I am afraid of heights and I need my floaties for my swimsies. So this kid's slide into the shallow plunge pool is perfect for me. Swimmers are reminded that the slide in the kiddie pool is only for people aged 10 years and under. That means you. I'm looking at you, Carl. Dagnabbit! It's for the best, Carl. You might have the mind of a child, but you're still an adult. So what? That's discriminating against me. I want to splash in this little pool with the shade cloth over it. Why should kids get special treatment? Actually, that's kind of a good question. Really? Uh, I mean, yeah, of course it is. I am a pretty clever fella. Yes, you are. Let's put that cleverness to the test and have our first thinking question. How's about you listening hit pause to debate or ponder this curly question? So, apparently, I'm not allowed to swim in the kids' pool just because I'm more than 10 years old. Do you think this rule is fair or unfair, and why? Hit pause now. (gasps) Look how long I can hold my breath for. You ready? (gasps) Oh, it wasn't even underwater. Hey, Carl, is that Matt? Our Matt? Dr Matt Beard from the Slip and Slide Ethics Centre? Yeah, over there in the bright orange board shorts and the polka dot rashie, he's springing gracefully on the diving board. (gasps) Majestic. Step back, little ones. It's time for the professionals to go to work. Watch out, you're in the splash zone. Geronimo! What a flop! That was amazing. (gasps) That was the most spectacular reverse half somersault into a belly flop I have ever seen. Yay, Matt! Well done, Matthew. Hey, Molly. Hey, Carl. Matt, where did you learn to flip and flop like that? Ah, Molly, you don't learn to flop. The flop learns you. What does that even mean? I have no idea. Matt, you've swan-dived into this convo at a really good time. Carl and I were just talking about how pools have all these rules that treat people differently. Like a pool that's only for people under 10, or those pools where you have to wear a wristband if you can't swim? Exactly. There seem to be good reasons for rules like that, but isn't it wrong to treat people differently based on things like age? Isn't that discrimination? 
Discrimination is a word that basically means treating people differently because of something about them. Most of the time, we talk about the bad kinds of discrimination. But not all discrimination is necessarily bad. Here's an example. Think about soldiers at war. They're meant to discriminate between enemy soldiers and innocent civilians by only shooting at other soldiers. And that's a really good thing. So how do you tell the differences between good and bad discrimination? Well, discrimination is bad when differences that don't matter are treated as if they're really important. Discrimination is only a good thing when it focuses on important differences. OK, well, I think we need an example. So what about the kiddie pool? Is that a case of good or bad discrimination? Well, it seems like there are some important differences. The first one is that really small kids, like toddlers and babies, are too small to enjoy some of the bigger pools that are here. They can't sit and splash around by themselves because the water is too deep everywhere else. And that seems like a really important difference for us to think about, especially because we want to make sure everybody can enjoy the pool in some way. But what if there are people, like Carl, who are older than 10 and want to swim in the shallow pool? Yeah, we're all allowed a splishy-splashy sometimes. Rules try to cover really big areas, so they have to make some guesses and assumptions about people's experiences, abilities and their needs. So it's a bit like in the kiddie pool, not everyone under 10 needs a paddle pool, and some people over 10 might like a safe spot to swim. But the goal for these kinds of rules is to discriminate in ways that make things fairer for most people most of the time. OK, I reckon we need a quick thinking question about good and bad discrimination. Can you come up with one example of good discrimination and one example of bad discrimination? Hit pause now. I think I kind of understand when discrimination is there for a good reason. But Molly, you say people were discriminated against at Maury Pool, not because of their height or whether they could swim or not, but because of their skin colour and cultural background. What actually happened all those years ago? Picture this. It's 1965. Racism against Aboriginal Australians is common. Aboriginal people were treated as though they were less important, less intelligent and less valuable than white Australians just because of the colour of their skin. Ugh, sounds awful. Mm-hmm. And in Moree, the council had a rule in place that stopped those Aboriginal children from going to the pool whenever they wanted. So did something happen in 1965 to change that? Sort of. As part of something called the Freedom Ride, a busload of protesters drove into town and decided they were going to try and help change this rule and a whole lot of other racist rules across the country. What happened when the protest bus came to Moree? Here, take one of my waterproof earbuds. Thank you. Ooh, a little, a little wet. Let's listen to this. An ABC reporter called John Cassidy rode on the protest bus and recorded what happened. Here's one moment when they got to the pool and the adults tried to pay for the Aboriginal kids to get inside for a swim. OK, Molly, press play. Six adults and eight children, please, Mrs Ford. Mrs Ford, I've been waiting for half an hour. Would you serve me, please? I want six 
adults and eight children's tokens. The only problem with Maury is you fellas coming around here. Many of the locals were anxious to point out that everyone was happy in Moree and that there was no racial discrimination here. At the moment, the, the standards of hygiene and so on are just not good enough to mix with the uh, other people in the town, but eventually I feel sure that they will probably move it towards that After direction. After more than an hour's argument and a conference between the mayor and the pool manager, the Aborigines were admitted. That's the manager's prerogative. He claims that you've intimidated him. For the Aborigines, this was the first time they'd swum in the white pool. And as the bus drove along the bumpy road back to their reserve, you could tell by their voices what it had meant to them. Hey, so they won. Yes, they did. I mean, it didn't fix all the problems for Aboriginal people in the town, but those kids helped achieve something amazing that day. So that sounds like a clear-cut case of bad discrimination. Right, Matt? Matt? Where has he gone? Is he sipping lemonade and floating on a lilo while we're talking about this important issue? He is, but not for long. Hand me that pool noodle. Hey, my lemonade. Matt, come on, it's time to focus. <sighs> hey, watch out, Carl, what are you doing? Oh, sorry, I just thought it was clear-cut discrimination, so now I'm trying to balance on these lilos and, my gosh, it is so hard, Molly. Carl, focus. Yeah, Carl, you need to activate your core muscles to stop yourself from wobbling. No, focus on this, you dorks. We're not done yet. Oh, my bad. Eventually, Australia made it illegal to discriminate against someone because of their cultural background or race. How great is that? Uh, Not so fast. Even though racist policies are illegal, discrimination still exists in Australia and other parts of the world. And in some ways, it's more difficult to spot because it's often a bit sneaky. It can hide behind other stuff like ideas, laws or rules that don't seem racist on the surface but are still racist deep down. Is that like when that guy from Maury earlier said it wasn't about them being Aboriginal, it was about cleanliness and health? That's a good example. Built into that kind of thinking is the idea that Aboriginal people are less clean than other kinds of people. And that belief isn't true and is racist. Oh man, Matt, if discrimination still exists today but it's that sneaky, what can we do about it? This is a huge complicated issue and there are no easy answers, but we can start by realising that discrimination isn't just something that's done by bad people. Ideas about race or gender, disability or anything else can be picked up from the society that we live in. And actually, our brains trust were telling us about what they think are some of the biggest kinds of discrimination in the world today. I believe that gender is the main discrimination in the world. I think it's genders as well because like, there's always going to be that one person who thinks they're so much better because they're a boy or they're a girl. When you go into, like, say, a different class, there's always boys sitting on one side, girls sitting on another, and even when you're walking down the street, you can see boys walking together and girls walking as another group. I don't think it's gender. I think it's, like, religion and, like, what religion you are and, like, what race, like, that whole area. Like, And, yeah, it's not really your fault. It's you, you've been born into that and you should be proud of your religion. 
racial discrimination and um, sexist discrimination. So like girls and stuff, they can't do certain things and like people are against gay marriage and stuff and like they've discriminated people because they're gay or lesbian. People discriminate people for being gay or something and they shouldn't because like we're all the same people. Disabilities, like if someone might have lost a leg or something, people always stare at them or if someone's got downs or autism, they're quite they don't they treat them differently. Our brains trust have pointed out a lot of different kinds of discrimination and some of them we might have experienced in our own lives, but some of them we probably haven't. And this is a great example of why it's so important to listen to other people's experiences. It's really only by listening and being curious about how the world feels for other people that we can learn about the hidden kinds of discrimination that might still exist but that we're not aware of. And maybe that's something we can all stop to think about with our next question. Remember, you can hit pause if you'd like to think, talk to someone, or even do a little bit of research about this one. And the question is, do you see any unjust discrimination in the world around you? What kinds? Hit pause now. Well, that was heavy, wasn't it? But such an important topic to talk about on Short and Curly today. And talking about heavy, my guts are feeling a bit heavy. Oh, Molly, you know how they say you should wait half an hour after eating before you swim? Yeah, everyone knows that, Carl. Well, just asking for a friend, but what happens if you gobble up an ice cream, a hot chip sandwich, two deep fried Mars bars, a couple of other snacks, and then go straight down a water slide? I'd say that friend would feel pretty sick. Ew, he's gonna spew! Do you need to lie down? Oh, you're uh, you're looking pretty green there, buddy. You need to hop out of the pool? Oh, Carl, that's gross. But get out of the pool now, please, before you spew. Well, while Carl goes to have a lie down, a big thank you to our Brains Trust from Maury Public School. Ella, Harriet, Philippa, Gemma, Sophie, Chloe and Camilla. We're also helped out today by Warrielder Public School and Joel Werner, who played the lifeguard. Today's sound engineer was Andre Shabanov, and the team at ABC Audio Studios who make this podcast are creator, producer and expert pool noodle fighter Kyla Slavin. And don't forget underwater breath holder Emma Gibbs, backstroke boss and executive producer Justine Kelly and pool manager of Audio Studios Kelly Reardon. And don't forget you can always write us an email, just... Carl, get out of the pool. If you vomit in there, it's going to ruin it for everyone. I think I better go grab some chips and then have another go on the water slide. Carl, no, stay off the water slide. Everyone, clear the pool, he's going to (sighs) blow! He'll never learn. That was amazing. This has been an ABC podcast. Check out the ABC Kids Listen app. It's full of educational and entertaining audio programs.